I just love to remind people, you know, your feelings cannot hurt you. Yeah. It's okay to feel them. And honestly, the faster we dive into it, instead of trying to run away from it, the faster it goes through. Amen. It's just so important. It's so important for us. And, And this is where I say women need women. Yeah. We really need each other to be like, you come here. We're, we're getting some, co- just sit down for a sec. We're going to talk about this. We're going to give it five minutes and we're going to tell the truth. We're going to tell, tell the, the truth. truth. Tell the truth. Welcome to the Bombshell Business Podcast, where driven women in business learn how to become more bold, brave, and unwaveringly confident. Feel empowered and challenged through inspiring stories and tell it like it is advice for business, life, and leadership. Welcome or welcome back to the Bombshell Business Podcast. I'm your host, Amber Hurdle. And man, there's just so much going on in the world today. There's so many things that we are seeing in the news, lots of changes, lots. I mean, come on, gosh, there's been lots of changes for how long now? (laughs) It's just been a roller coaster and the roller coaster continues to go on. So I think it's really awesome that I have today's guest with us. I think that from a big picture perspective like that, and then also a, a smaller, more intimate, like kind of get in deep into your own feels and your own business and your own experience. She's really going to bless you today. And I know she'll bless me as well. I'm so spoiled. I get to talk to cool people all the time. I mean, this this is really, I love you guys and I want to serve. And that is, that is what drives me. And then selfishly, I get to talk to cool people and make me friends. So (laughs) it's a win-win-win. So let me tell you about our guest. Sarah Walton is a business mentor who's been featured on the Today Show, no big deal, speaks at women's conferences all over the world and has helped hundreds of women start and grow businesses they love. We like that here. She honed her business building skills working with startups and large corporations where she managed a P&L worth hundreds of millions of dollars, no pressure. She's the host of Game on Girlfriend podcast. And she's known for her weekly Coffee with Coach streaming video conversations on Monday mornings. Sarah speaks across the nation, has become the go-to source for inspiration, no-nonsense teaching, my kind of girl, and practical integration for women in business, ultimately putting more money in the hands of more women. Sarah, welcome to the Bombshell Business Podcast. Hey, Amber, I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I I mean, like, I just feel like we need to block off the day and have a whole conversation. Oh, let's go, girl. I am down. Let's have it's it. turning into let's a conference. <laughs> this is a virtual summit. Sarah and I are hosting. We just, I just didn't inform her of this. <laughs> so much to talk about. <laughs> Insta summit. Just add water. All right. right. Yes, let's go. <laughs> so, okay. You've managed a lot of money. You've coached a lot of women. You've been exposed to a lot of different business models. What would you say, uh, before we really kind of dive into the block and tackle of it all, what would you say is the common theme or maybe the top couple common themes that you see women dealing with in the business world? The biggest thing I think we are all up against is something that um, a psychologist in New York City um, named Terry Cole, she coined this phrase. It's high functioning codependence. Oh, girl. Right. I know. I say it anytime <laughs> if I'm speaking and I say that term, people are like, that's me. I'm like, dude, I haven't even defined it yet, but I'm recovering. It. And I, I know that's like, me. Yes, or it was I, me. I'm evolving. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But it really is this extraordinary ability that we have as women to multitask, to get it all done, to do all of the invisible work mm-hmm. that keeps society functioning. Mm-hmm. And we've done something really dangerous with that, mm-hmm. um, which is we are used to working for free all the time, every day, volunteering, not being seen, getting it done, 
making sure everyone else's life is working like some freaking magic fairy. Um, and then <laughs> what on, happens on, is for, for, our, for our YouTube watchers, <laughs> I even yes! have a magic wand. Yeah, I have a magic wand. I want one. Can I have one? I want one. Yeah. Um, one. Yeah. So that's the deal. I mean, we're doing that all the time, right? We are, we are being taught to do that. And then we as women do something really dangerous. And that is, here's where the codependence piece of this comes in, is we get rewarded for it. Mm-hmm. But not really, right? But we not financially. That's right. Not financially for sure. Yeah. But we get rewarded with it enough that we keep doing it. Yeah. So it looks like, oh, I hate this phrase so much. It makes me want to throw up. It's kind of hard for me to say. Um, it it's when you hear one woman say about another woman, oh my God, she's so selfless. Ah, oh, right in the heart. I mean, right there in the heart is no self. Yeah. And we talk about that like that's a good thing. A badge of honor. That's right. And that is that's where the codependence piece comes in. And you know, all this starts when we're really young and it's things like, oh, don't cry. Where's my pretty smile? And what that says is your emotions are making me uncomfortable. Please stop having them. Yeah. And we learn that. We learn that it's okay if we're dying inside as long as everyone else is happy. Yeah. And we get trained to do that from a very young age and we continue it on. And it's absolutely not okay. And the only way that we are going to move through this is with each other because it's, it gets perpetuated by women right? And the rest of society is like, thanks so much, guys. If you guys could keep each other there, that'd be swell. Thanks. (laughs) Right. And we're like, okay, no, 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 no. This is going to have to, this is like us, you know, arm in arm, loving each other up, being like, are you okay? What is happening over there? You know, and watching when you ask a friend, how are you? Watch how she talks about the kids. Watch how she talks about her husband. Watch how she talks about her house or about her projects. And you say, no, I asked about you. Yeah. And it will go quiet. Yeah. Because she'll be like, I, what? I don't you know. know. One I'd of the, that's, yeah. One of the most profound and startling, and I don't even know what other descriptor word to use at this point, but I would say early ish into my um, coaching experience um, as a coach. Um, and I am now, I'm celebrating 10 years in October of being in business. And um, that's a lot. Of, I'm sure you've, you've coached a lot of women over the years. Yes. <laughs> and and like, I was so taken aback that when I asked somebody like, who are you becoming? Who mm-hmm. is it that you want to become? Like, what is it that you want for you? And so many times women would say, I've never even thought about that. That's the first time anybody's ever asked me, or that's Mm -hmm. the first time I've even given thought to that. And I'm just like, what? Like, because our identities get so tied up in all these other things that we forget that we're a whole person with a soul and desires and gifts and talents. And I think they understand that they, these women specifically, um, I think they understand that they have gifts and talents, but it's always like to benefit somebody else. It's never to grow within, to evolve as a human, to move their life path forward. I was just like, so can I ask you, because I think codependent is kind of like a word that gets thrown around sometimes on like jokingly or whatever. Can you define that for us? Yeah. It's when you keep someone behaving in a way that is not beneficial to them by having them think it's beneficial to them or having them seek something or find something that keeps them there. 
right? Mm-hmm. And it really is. It's kind of like, I mean, the, the term sort of started right around, let's say, you, you know, you have an alcoholic husband, for example, and he comes home and breaks things or vomits or leaves everything everywhere and you clean it all up. So in the morning, it's like nothing happened. So you're making it okay for them to behave that way, but you are also getting the reward of feeling important, but neither person is benefiting, truly benefiting, right? Right. Like, And that's where that term initiated from was inside, as far as I understand it, inside of the conversation around addiction. And like, how can we really help the addict actually understand what they're doing? And we can't do that if you're feeling rewarded for keeping them where they are, Mm -hmm. right? And that's how that sort of started. And you could see that in society, right? So the high functioning codependence, it serves the world Mm -hmm. for us to function at the levels we do to stay up till midnight, to make sure the lunches are made and the laundry's done and the kitchen's clean and our clients get answered and everything looks perfect all the time, but we ate like crap. We're not sleeping and we didn't work out that day. I wish I could show you pictures of me in the height of my codependency. I was bloated. I was, I mean, just like, it wasn't, it wasn't even like necessarily that I weighed that much. And people have said over the years, like, oh, you've lost weight. I'm like, actually not really. I am just (laughs) not completely inflamed because I am dragging myself through somebody else's service and completely negating any need, want, desire of my own. And, um, you know, and that's, it does, it takes a physical impact. It it just, it deteriorates your body and inflammation causes so many diseases. Like that is not a good thing to have. So like, we're not just talking about like, you know, oh, it's girl talk. We're going to do like, you know, boss girl. Like, it's not that like, this is big SHIT. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about the real stuff because we can't, you guys, I think this is so important. No matter what you're doing right now, just, just listen for a second. We cannot go on like this. It's not okay. And you don't feel okay. And you know it. And so it's time to call somebody else and be like, you know, can I just vent for five minutes? Mm -hmm. Right. It doesn't mean you have to solve everything in five minutes. That is not the point. The point is to tell the truth. Mm -hmm. And the second you do that, it's so much easier to take the best next step. Yeah. It is so much harder to continue to take steps when you are so empty, when you are so depleted. And this is way beyond the keep your cup full conversation. This is like screw an oxygen mask. I mean, come (laughs) on with that analogy already. Like we got it and women are not doing it. Yeah. What we need to do is really sit down and tell the truth. Like, dude, I am bone dead tired. And that doesn't mean we have to stay there all day. Right. I really like there's something else going on with coaches I really want to address is this idea. I saw it the other day and I was like, oh, dear God, please tell me this is not where the coaching industry is going, please. But there was a woman laying in her bed, streaming into her stories about how I was just, you know, I didn't feel like seeing my clients today. So I canceled everybody and they were so appreciative and they were so great about it. And I'm like, what the, what are you role modeling? I was like, no, 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 no. And it was like, this is self-care. And I'm like, no, no, that's called being irresponsible. That's right. That is role modeling. I don't feel like it. No, no, no. Coaches are actually, we do the opposite, which is I got that you don't feel like it. Let's talk about why you don't feel like it. Cause it's probably real. And that's okay for us to address that. And we're going to address that. And then we're going to give it five minutes. You get to feel these feelings. We're not going to pretend they're not there and take the next step. I'll be here with you. Right. That goes together. And, and it just made me so, it just broke my heart. I was like, oh my gosh, what are we creating? So now it's, we can't trust women to have a bad day. It's like, no, we're not going to perpetuate that. That's not, that's sorry. No, we are the strongest. We are so smart. We are so capable and what's happened is we've ignored how we're feeling. 
And, you know, what I really love to teach people is our feelings are kind of like our digestive tract. Mm -hmm. Like you, you know, you're going to feel the same thing more than once. People are like, well, I felt that I dealt with that. I'm like, mm, probably not. Like, it's kind of like you don't get mad that you get hungry three hours after you ate, right? You need to eat more food, right? Your emotions cycle just like that. It's not like you get mad. God, I have to pee again. It's yeah. Like, yeah, you do. Right. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> I hope. Oh my God. Right. So but like, the emotions are like that. Like you're going to feel sad. And then like the next day you might feel sad again and you might feel happy. And we don't feel that way about happiness or joy. We're like, I've been excited for two weeks. We don't freak out about that. Yeah. But if we've been sad for two weeks, we think there's something wrong with that. It's like, you're probably just dealing with something you haven't dealt with before. And I just love to remind people, you know, your feelings cannot hurt you. Yeah. It's okay to feel them. And honestly, the faster we dive into it, instead of trying to run away from it, the faster Preach. it goes through. Amen. It's just so important. It's so important for us. And, and this is where I say women need women. Yeah. We really need each other to be like, you come here. We're, we're getting some, just sit down for a sec. We're going to talk about this. We're going to give it five minutes and we're going to tell the truth. We're going to tell, tell the, the truth. truth. Tell the truth. You don't have to tell the whole story. You don't have to relive it and feel like crap. But tell me, I'm really effing sad today, or I'm really feeling angry, and I'm I'm scared to be an angry person. And I go, oh my god, I I totally get that. Anger is my favorite emotion. Oh, me too. Not expressing it so like don't be uh -huh. mean to people. But what I love about anger is, I think especially for women, it is so important for us to recognize it when it happens. And again, we're always responsible for how we communicate it. Mm -hmm. But to recognize it, it means there's been a boundary violation. Mm -hmm. That is so awesome. Like, what a great signal. I'm so grateful to anger because it's like, oh my God, if I just sit here and I'm like, oh, whoa, what happened? What, mm -hmm. what boundary got crossed? What did I miss? What happened? It's like, and oh, it's so a secondary so emotion. So now, you know, not only was that the red flag that I needed to feel to acknowledge that something's going, now I have to like dig a little bit deeper to see why did that make me angry? What is it that is really bubbling underneath the surface? And when you can do that, you can process it. And, you know, as a co as a recovering codependent, and I've said this before on the show, like I have had to tell people who are closest to me, like, thank you for letting me practice maintaining my boundaries. Mm -hmm. Thank you for letting me because I'm not going to get it right. And like when that anger does come in and then you like lash out as opposed to taking a beat and like, you know, figuring it out and like understanding like what's the best way to communicate to, to this person based on their communication style, like the mind screwery in there. Like, I don't always have time for that because it is what it is. Right. And so as you're learning to be codependent, not do the behaviors of that and be like actually responding, I just, I want it to be really clear there. Like I have a magic wand <laughs> and I use this for when I say like, well, I'm not you and it's not my choice, but because that's not what coaching is about. If I was to wave mm -hmm. my magic wand mm -hmm. and make a choice for you, this is what it would be. Mm -hmm. um, but we don't have magic wands and we don't go from A to B without a journey. And so yeah. just as somebody who's re uh, really dealt with this and didn't even know that I was dealing with it, show yourself grace. You're going to mm -hmm. screw up. <laughs> You're going to screw up. <laughs> yes. Yes. And thank God we can. Yeah. You know nobody's, what I mean? Nobody's going to die. <laughs> no. And it's like, I think it's so wonderful. Um, you could see, I was actually driving my son to school this morning. <laughs> it's a crazy segue, but I was driving my son to school this morning and I was looking out at like the lawns, you know, the houses in the lawns and the, in the distance. And I thought, how extraordinary is it that we live in a world of such peace 
Like people are following the traffic laws. Mm. People are on their way to work. And I just thought this is extraordinary. And we have so much room to play and make mistakes and learn. And oh my gosh, what a gift. Yeah. And it just sort of hit me. I mean, how lucky are we that we can make mistakes and nobody dies? Yeah. Because there, that's not everybody, right? There are some people, they make mistakes and there are serious consequences. Mm-hmm. And it's really to sort of put that into perspective, but to also be so grateful that we have this mammoth playground that we get to play inside of and explore. And how extraordinary for all of us who own our own businesses. Are you kidding me? This was not an option for our moms. Right. My mom right. was so miserable and so poor. Right. Yeah. She was a single mom. I mean, it was meal to meal, scared to death. Like she didn't have this option. My mom's an extraordinary artist. What would she have done with that? She didn't have the internet. She right. didn't have this ability. You guys were so lucky. So not only give yourself grace, recognize the power, the privilege, the joy that you can experience because of all the tools that are available to us today. And let's not be afraid of them. Right. Let's play with them. Let's have some fun together and find your people who support you and love you through this experience because it is extraordinary and it is sometimes very, very hard. And that's okay too. It's not like because it's a privilege, we have to act like it's perfect. <laughs> it's well, not, it's it really is, hard. It's scary too. And like, mm-hmm. again, just after a decade, it's kind of like, well, like the Facebook logarithm always changes, the different tools that we use change, how things operate change. And like, you know, used to be, you could get a lot of organic reach and now that's not a thing. It's always pay to play or almost always pay to play. You know, there's all the different types of models and everybody's screaming at you of what you need to be doing. And like, if you don't, if you don't come home to center, you will be just taken all over the interwebs with advice and and the coaches who are laying in bed deciding (laughs) this is a self-care day to let down their clients. And, you know, I mean, if you're having a big, big, like if you're having a whole thing, somebody died, you know, whatever, that's that's one thing, but But just, I don't feel feel like like it. it. Oh my God. Yeah. That means you're not ready to coach the people that are on your plate. You're not ready to coach on your topic. And I'm not trying to discourage younger people from doing coaching, but know what your experience is, know who it is that is not to where you are yet. And then coaching to them. But there's so much online right now that you have to look out for of people who are not like you don't have a multi-million dollar PL, and they're trying to coach people on business when they've never had a successful one themselves. That's correct. They've never they let saw people... somebody else do it. Yeah. They saw somebody else do it and go buy a Chanel bracelet. Yeah. And it's like, dudes, that is not what coaching is. Um, this is a real job mm-hmm. <laughs> and we need great coaches. Like if you, right. you feel called to do this, please, please, please come play with us. But it's a real job and it people are relying job. on you to help them get out of their own way. And you can't do that if you're not constantly doing that for yourself. And let me tell you, you got to do it for yourself. Yeah. It's one of my favorite things about being a coach is I always say I have to eat my own dog food. Me too. I say I like, have to eat I my own that. cookies. I love that. Yours is, <laughs> yours is much more elegant, by the way. Yes. But uh, it is that idea of how this makes me a better person. Right. This makes me a better person. How dare we not leave? You, you cannot. You cannot yeah. ever forget that you're role modeling the way for other people because we yeah. are. Yeah. So, okay. The other thing that happens with women in business is they get to a place in their business. It could be revenue. It could be headcount. It could be whatever. Maybe some of them are growing EBITDA. They're looking at their valuation. Maybe they want to sell whatever. Um, But I would say the majority of our listeners are, they've been maintaining their business for some time and they're, that's just where they are. Mm 
Mm-hmm. So to be clear, first of all, I want to make it, you know, anybody who's listening, if where you are is your happy place and everything in your life is in balance and you want no more and you don't have a, a desire to grow, do not let anybody pressure you into growing. If you on it, sister. Oh my gosh. Like Love that. it's okay for you to be a one woman shop. If that's mm-hmm. what makes you happy, it's okay that you don't have a 10 year plan because you don't maybe this is a lifestyle business while you're getting your kids through school and it helps you, you know, there's so many different reasons. You don't have to be a billionaire to, to be a successful business person. So I'm just going to put that caveat there. However, Sarah over here can help you grow if you want to. So (laughs) why do women plateau? Why is that an issue for us? Um, There's a couple of things. One life does take over. Mm-hmm. Right. It, where there's always there's going to be layers to this high functioning codependence for all of us. And we just want to remember that. And it's on us to do exactly what you just said. Turn off the outside noise and go inside and say, do I really want more than this? Because a lot of times people plateau because they are done. Mm-hmm. They're like so satisfied and they're totally happy. But then they feel like they have to say they want more mm-hmm. because everybody else wants more. Mm-hmm. And I don't believe in that myth. More is not better. More is just more, right? It really depends on what it means to you and why. It's like when someone comes to me and they're like, I want a six-figure business. I'm like, why? Why? I why? Know. What because that isn't that what you? success looks like? <laughs> Says who, right? Yeah, so you have to have exactly the conversation you just had, which I think is so beautiful. And I think that's important. So a lot of times if you're quote unquote plateauing, check in and see, do you want more? And you don't have to. And if you do want more, you've got to get really clear about why. Because we are animals, <laughs> I love we are, <laughs> but we're animals. And there are two things that drive human behavior. One is the avoidance of pain. And the other is the chasing of pleasure. That's right. Now, the avoiding of pain is much more um, effective. We will do anything to not feel pain. And it's kind of frightening, but we can watch our own behavior and be like, yeah, that's pretty much true. Like, yeah, I don't feel like doing that hard thing. I'm going to go eat chips and watch Netflix, right? Like, we do not like pain. All Um, of 22 was just me facing pain head on, facing pain head on, facing in so many different areas of just like, nope, I'm, let's rip this freaking Band-Aid off. Like, I am not letting this slow drip through the rest of my life. And it's scary and it's not easy. But, you know, if I just sought pleasure and didn't deal with the pain, I wouldn't be in the space that I am now. So like, as we're saying these, and I hate to keep, no, I don't hate to keep interjecting. <laughs> it's no, just, it's it. what's I real. It. It's a conversation. It's yeah. real. And I just, um, um, maybe what I want to say is like, you will come out on the other side if you deal with this mm-hmm. pain. So sorry. Mm-hmm. No, I love that. And I, and we will, we will all survive. Like we will, it's sometimes not fun, but we'll be okay. We're going to get through it. (laughs) Um, But the other thing I wanted to say about the pleasure and pain is if you aren't attached to why you want to get out of the plateau, right? Mm -hmm. And for me, I mean, I've been sharing a lot lately with with my clients and students. We're all laughing because I'm really diving in on goals because we're nearing out the end of the year. We're sort Mm -hmm. of looking at like, okay, how'd your business do this year? What's happening? What are your goals for next year? And I do not let anyone set the goal unless or until is a better word until they have uncovered all the pain that they will feel if they do not achieve that goal. And if they are 100% attached and aware and emotionally excited about all the pleasure they're about to create. And until that's done, you don't have a goal. So it's like, that's the other reason people plateau. So it could be that you don't really give a rat's 
behind about that goal, but it could also be you don't see why you should do it. And I hate all the memes that, oh, I know your why. It's so much more profound than that. Like you've got to really dig deep. And for me right now, our goal um, here over here, Team Sarah, right, is really about, you know, my father's aging. I live on the East Coast. He lives in LA. And so I don't get to see him as much as I would like. And I really want to help take care of him, right? So I just got him a new fence. And next up, I want to be able to paint the inside of his house. And he needs a new roof. Like all the things he can't afford to, I want to do. Right. That's a big why for me. Yeah. Right. And it's not, you guys just be careful. Look, I love shoes and bags. That's wonderful. And I'm so appreciative of the artists who create those exquisite pieces for us to buy. That is wonderful. And I absolutely believe in honoring that with an exchange of money, a hundred percent, if it's something you love. And I'm going to ask you to find something that emotionally drives you to take the next step that makes you excited and lit up and maybe a little bit scared to take the next step because it matters so much to you. And if that is shoes and bags, that's fine. For most people, it needs to be more. Mm-hmm. For most people, it is my family, right? My daughter has type one diabetes and it's mm-hmm. like, dude, that insulin is no freaking joke, right? That's and when right. she got diagnosed, she she gained 18 pounds and grew two inches in about three weeks, right? I was like, all right, new wardrobe, right? That I could go afford to do that was everything. And that continues to drive me. And you need to find what that is for you because it is not just keeping up with the Joneses or buying a Chanel bracelet because you saw some freaking business coach do that. This is about diving into the truth of who you are and what you want to leave on this planet and what matters to you. And and I have to say, as somebody who is friends with a lot of influencers and, you know, those type of people and nothing against them because they are doing their job. Like I'm not... But what happens is the filter that we put on as we're looking at this Instagram is, oh, this is their life. And it's like, oh, no, let me tell you about like, obviously, I wouldn't say anything, but right. Like, I know what their real life is. I know the pains. I know, you know, that like so-and-so's kid is having this problem or, you know, recently divorced over here or like, Mm -hmm. you know, they just their mom just died or whatever, but everything in their feed you know, and I love the ones who show like the perfect living room, like completely styled. And they're like, and then, you know, 20 minutes later when the kids came out and they show what's real, like love it. more love of that. It. Yes. <laughs> yes. Cause we don't want to, because what that can foster and God love, I have really good friends who are influencers too. And God love them. Like, yeah. I love it. Like make a living, do what you need to do. That's right. fantastic. And what we all want to look out for each other is that we are not participating in high-functioning codependence, yeah. right? We don't want to put that pressure on each other. Like, oh, well, if you don't have this, you must be doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. And that's why showing what it looks like 20 minutes later is so awesome because it's like it helps everybody else take a deep breath. Or are you showing up to your that. live with wet hair and no makeup on? Oh but also because <laughs> you and I get held on this pedestal yes. as we, you know, of like, we're these perfect people. And like, we're, no, we're our own best clients. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Preach on it, Amber. Yeah, no, it's true. And you guys, just so you know what Amber's re- referencing. So I do a live streaming called Coffee with Coach, which Amber mentioned earlier. And I just, I had a really, really bad week personally last week. And it was something that was totally out of my control. And I did what I could do, but I'm my Uh, I want to say almost like my day to day was sort of dependent on someone else's behavior. And that was really, really hard because I am like type A, I plan stuff and I couldn't, I I really had to surrender and it was brutal, right? Not trying to be like crazy. It was really hard. And my Monday morning comes and I need to go live and stream coffee with coach. And I'm like, I look like I got hit by a bus. So I showed up looking like I got hit by a bus and I I told everybody, I was like, 
And this is what real life looks like. But what I shared online, which was so fun as I coached myself through it. And I was like, yes. this is what we have to do. And everyone was like, I'm saving this one for the next time I feel like crap. And it's like, that's real life. And I, I hope, I hope it gave other people permission to do the same more than anything else. I hope what I shared helps people too, mm -hmm. but more than anything else, I do think you're right, Amber, we get put on pedestals. Like our lives are perfect. And I'm like, let me tell you something, sister, none of us is special. Right. None of us is special, right? Like any one of us can get called with that diagnosis. Any one of us yep. can get a call from the sheriff. I've got your kid. Any one of us can get, honey, I've been cheating on you for 10 years. Like it, that could happen to anyone. And we all want to remember that we have a level of shared humanity. And the more mm. that we can show that to each other, I think the better. And no work, even coaching, no work lifts us up out of our shared humanity. Yeah. So good. So, so good. And it is that somebody referred to it the other day as like guru wor worship or, mm. like, you know, and that's just, is so not, it's so not what we are. So, mm -hmm. um, I think what you and I are, and, and you said this earlier when we were talking before we started recording is that we have the tools, whether they are intellectual, spiritual, mental tools, if they are, um, you know, physical tools that we know how to use or processes or habits or things like that, like, you and I have studied that in the context of how we coach. And so we want that for other people. Um, and, and I think, you know, when I was looking at all of this and, and reading about you before we brought you on the show, I was just like, ah, oh, I love this so much because it's fun to be on, not that we've ever get, you know, we never get there, but it's fun to be on the other side of some of this. So we can call back to our sisters and say, okay, not only have I experienced this, but I've coached so many people on the same area and you are exactly where you need to be. And you are experiencing exactly what is normal mm -hmm. and your feelings around it are okay. And there's nothing broken or bad or wrong about you. And, and we're just going to be curious about this thing that you're going through so that we can determine the best path for you, not for Susie, not for Jane, for you. Mm -hmm. You like how I'm using those 1980s, like, you know, primer school names. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> so let's talk about barriers because mm. that's a big thing. What, what barriers are women facing now in the realm of all of what we've been talking about? Yeah. I think the biggest hidden barrier for most people um, are your unspoken family rules. Mm. Those are brutal. So brutal. <laughs> those are the ones like no one can make more money than dad. Mm -hmm. Those are the ones like children should be seen and not heard. Right. And they're not always money doesn't grow on trees. Right. Money's really hard to make. You should be more grateful. Mm -hmm. If you make money, you're bad. Mm -hmm. um, there are so, anger is mm -hmm. bad. Right. We don't ever, we don't get angry. Like turn your brother's your the attractive one. That, that kind of crap. Yeah. You're now, the smart one. Yep. You're the those good the girl. And most of those it's interesting. Some of those are spoken. Uh -huh. Right. Which so you can find them. Yeah. They're easier to find when they're spoken. They're yeah. harder to find when they're unspoken. I hear you. And so I usually say to people, what were your unspoken family rules? And the second I ask that question, they're like, well, hold on. <laughs> and you can find them, but they're harder to find than the ones you heard. Like you're the smart one, honey. Yeah. Or, oh, we don't, we don't worry about your weight. You're, you're so, your face is so pretty, right? That kind of stuff um, that so many people, so many young girls of our generation heard. Um, but that idea that if it was unspoken, it's true mm. because you watched people act it out. And that's that idea that children see everything. And as little children, we watch, we look to the adults to tell us what's appropriate in a way of response. 
So if the neighbor got a new trampoline and your mom, you know, rolls her eyes and looks away, getting new things is bad. Mm. Right? Shameful. That's right. And if she looked at the new trampoline and looked down at the floor like she was embarrassed, being poor is bad. Right? So you can pick up all that kind of stuff that you didn't even know you were picking up all through your childhood. And those are the unspoken family rules. And they live inside us until we are able to articulate them and talk about them and then look at them and say, okay, I got it. That is how my mom felt. And I love my mom. My mom's a great person. And if I don't feel that way, that doesn't mean I don't love my mom. Right. (laughs) You know, and people have that worry too. Then we got to work through that or like, but if I do make more money than my dad, I'm showing up my dad. I can't do that. Yeah. Like, oh, that's interesting. Who told you that? Well, no one, but you don't disrespect dad. I said, okay, so why is making more money disrespectful? Well, because he's ahead of it right now. We got a little, we've got something to work through now. Like, I got it. So those were the beliefs. Absolutely. Do you want them to be your beliefs? As an adult, you now get to decide, do you want to take those on as if they're true? And now people get to choose. And that exercise alone will remove more barriers. Like if you are somebody who's stuck at a certain level, like you have plateaued, you're like, nope, Sarah, I'm totally attached to the goal. Nope, I'm really raring to go. Nope, I really do want more. And you're like, I'm not doing it. Then we want to look at the unspoken family rules so that you can remove any of those invisible barriers from your path. And there is so much around that, around money. I, mm-hmm. I've found there's and and have even experienced it myself. And listen, I've had nothing and I've had a ton. And, you know, so it's not like I don't think that there is a thing or a actual moment that shifts you from one season to another. I think it is really just being honest about, you know, is it because you grew up poor? Is it because you watched your parents not manage money well? So the story you're telling yourself is we are not responsible with money or if I have money, I won't you know, be wise with it. I mean, these are things that have come through my practice for sure. Mm-hmm. It could be like, oh, if I if I outperform and listen, <laughs> being a powerful woman who makes more money than men. Mm hmm. It's a different game, right? It is a different game. And we have to really look at ourselves and say, why does this matter? Yeah. What's happening here? What is the dynamic here that this matters? Uh Uh-huh. What unspoken rule of yours have I broken that this is uncomfortable for you? Right. And that's something if, if we are in really great loving relationships or even with our siblings or our parents, that's a question we can ask and really have that be received with curiosity and love and not feel threatening. It is something, boy, I've seen so often women who just explode financially and they get divorced and it's really tough. And I see it so often. I see it all the time. And it's like, it's really interesting that who we chose when we got married isn't really who can go the long route, right? When we start to bump up against their unspoken rules and mm-hmm. they may or may not be aware of them and that's on them. Mm-hmm. It's up to us to bring it to the forefront and talk or about outshining or yeah. anything mm-hmm. like that definitely yeah. can. Yeah. Can be and, tough. Yeah. And so then you have to make that choice of, you know, am I going to enable this over here and continue right. to enable it, which is that codependency piece, or am I going to be true to myself and my desires and my hopes, wishes and dreams and still be completely capable of being a loving mother, wife, whatever, but do I have to sacrifice this in order to make this okay? Or can this person just get okay with what's going on over here? Because there's nothing wrong with it. There's yeah, no it's tough. break in values, you know? Right. I mean, and that's where 
you know, <laughs> that's where really great partnership comes in or mm. the unspoken belief will win. Yeah. And there's really not much we can do. It's kind of like leading a horse to water sort of, right? Like someone has to want to expand. Someone has to want to sh- like shine next to you mm-hmm. and go, oh my God, someone that's landed on me. Do it, do it, go, do go. Their like, work. That's, yeah, that's Grow right. As and a and human. we can't do that. We cannot do that for our clients. We can't do it for mm-hmm. our spouses. We can't do it for our children, which sucks because it'd be great if we could control them. We cannot. Mm-hmm. It would be wonderful if we could do that for our families. But all we can do is role model. Yeah. And if there are times, I always warn people when they start working with me, I'm like, don't be mad. You might shed some friends. Like, and it's not because they're bad people. It's 100. because you start having different conversations Relevating. and they don't want to play. Yeah. Right. Um, and so they get, they get to have their path. Like, let's not judge their path. They get to have their path. That's okay. But you get to have yours too. And there's nothing um, and wrong with hard. them. And they're right. exactly where they want to be or that's where they right. need to be. Or, you know, like none of that, that is not your business. That's right. <laughs> that's right. And it's really hard when that's a spouse or a child or family members, it's really tough. And so it's really a conversation that I think every one of us will start to have when we're ready to really sort of look at what's happening around me. Who are my abundance blockers? And can I have them get excited about coming with me? Or do we need to sort of go our separate ways? And those are really tough conversations. And I wish we didn't have to have them, but we do. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Life is all about becoming. It is not a stale, stagnant puddle that you just sit in for the rest of your life. It is a moving river that like, yes. just keeps going. So choose wisely, people. So let's talk a little bit about, we kind of touched on it with just some of the fake coaches and, yes. um, you know, insincere influencers because there's, you know, there's good and bad in every category. Right. That, but the the myth of success, like what's the number one myth that we are telling ourselves about success? Um, that it belongs to other people. Hmm? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, honestly, like I wish it was longer than that, but that is really the thing. Um, and I think the other thing that we like to believe about success is that it's doled on some people, that some people are special, that some people just sort of, they, they were born with a silver spoon in their mouth or they have a special talent, right? Or they're so different from us. Now, it's really nice to believe those myths because then you are not responsible for your own success. That's right. Right. And so it really, that whole idea of it belongs to other people, that's very insidious and it takes you off the hook. And I think the biggest mistake people make when seeking success is they don't start. They, they just don't start. They just, yeah. they're like, I'll make plans and they make plans and they take zero action. And that's the biggest mistake people make around success. Mm, so good. So before we wrap and we tell everybody where they can find you and your podcast and your live streams and all the great ways that you can get more of this good juju, because I don't know about you, but I have the Thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. Me too. Loved it. What is that last parting piece of advice that you would give to a bombshell, a bold, brave, unwaveringly confident, meaning we get back up, not that we ever get shook or we don't Mm -hmm. get shook, woman in business? You're worth it. (laughs) I don't know what else to say. Like, I just, you deserve it. You're worth it. You deserve it. And the next step could change everything. I love it. So good. You are worth it. And Mm -hmm. and if you have to like, put a post-it note on your head and look in the mirror every single day, like do it seriously, (laughs) do it, do it. So there are a few resources that Sarah has to offer you, um, a freedom calculator. Can you just Mm. rule high level? Tell us what that is. Oh my gosh, you guys, I love this so much. I had so many women who've come to me and said, how do I know when I've made enough money in my business? And, And I would say it's when you feel free. And they're like, but what does that mean? And I was like, 
let me create this for you. So it's a freedom calculator where actually you get to put in your own numbers nice, and actually calculate how much you need to make every single month in order to feel free. Like mm. you can breathe and you can invest in advertising and you can like grow your business. You can save. What does that mean to you? And then on the backside of that worksheet, like, so you have the freedom calculator and then there's several pages behind that where it actually talks to you about how to start to bridge that gap and when to move the gap. Right. So once you hit that freedom number, what do you do next? And so that entire workbook is there for people to snag. Wonderful. Well, bombshell. You can find her on Facebook. She's Sarah Walton Page. She can be found on Instagram, the Sarah Walton, Twitter, the Sarah Walton, and YouTube, Sarah Walton One. All of that's going to be in the show notes as well as a link to the Freedom Calculator, her podcast, everything you could possibly do to get more goodness from Sarah. Sarah, you are an amazing human. I appreciate. I'm so glad that you're in the coaching world and that you are leading women the way that you are. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me, Amber. This has been an absolute joy. Bombshell, you know what to do. Leave a rating and review if you haven't. Share this with somebody who needs it. And we will see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Bombshell Business Podcast. Visit AmberHurdle.com for more resources like show notes and check out the BombshellBusinessWoman.com to grab my book and download the free bonuses.